and Danny was up there singing, and they were they were doing this revival music, you know. And my brother motions for me to come up. So I'll never forget. I had these white pants on, and soon as I stepped up, instead of using the stairs, I just took a big step up on the stage, and when I did, I ripped. friends, this is Jess Morris here. Welcome to episode 108 of the Between You and Me podcast. This is a place where we talk to music makers about the things that hurt, heal and change us in evangelical culture. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at JesusWide.com, your number one source for Christian music news, reviews and interviews. As I've said many times, I got my start with Jesus Wide back in the day and I'm very grateful they are here now supporting some of our episodes, including today's episode with none other than Jason Crabb. Now, if you haven't heard of Jason Crabb, it probably just means that you're not part of Southern Evangelical Christian Baptist culture. I think I just created a whole culture in that, but you get my rift. Anyway, Jason Crabb has been part of Christian music for more than two decades. Initially, he was part of the Crabb family band. They earned three Grammy nominations. They've had like 19 albums plus compilations. And yet Jason emerged when his family amicably split up to like do the solo stuff. He emerged in the late... 2000s as a strong, bold, much-loved voice in Christian music. And since then, he's sort of pivoted from doing bluegrass roots albums to also doing contemporary adult pop Christian music. He sort of goes between both really easily, making him really popular, um, but also just a really homely, friendly, welcoming voice in Christian music. This is a guy that you hear on the radio and you go, I know him. I know he's a family man. I see myself in him or in his family. So I was delighted when our friends at Turning Point Media approached me and said, hey, Jessica, would you like to speak to Jason Crabb, who just happens to be a Grammy Award winner and a Dove Award winner and I don't know, all sorts of stuff. It's like, I, I guess I could make time for that. Sure. So what I have for you today is my conversation with Jason Crabb. He is so fun, so full of energy I had the feeling that like he tends to go off the cuff in the best way possible. So Jason has been part of the industry, like I said, for many decades, longer than I've been a practicing journalist. He knows how to do press. He was still really amicable. He was still really genuine. And when I mentioned that one day I hope to get back to Nashville, he decided to off the cuff invite me to go and get hot chicken, which my gut tells me that artists aren't meant to just invite random publicists to do that without the consent of I know they're media representatives. So it was very, very fun for me when it suddenly turned into a group trip for the whole Turning Point Media staff and Jason and I, if that ever happens, I don't know, but I'll keep you posted. Uh, But it was just really funny. It was just so funny because it just spoke so much about a man who is just so, it's just so authentic and it was so funny Um, and also a massive thumbs up there to Brian and the team at Turning Point Media. You handle that like champs. You are amazing at what you do and I'm so excited to visit you soon. Okay, so back to the podcast episode. My favorite part of this interview is right at the end because I ask him what he would do, what he would say to himself when he started out and his thoughts about his identity as a musician, 
um, and how he was trying to please people were so profound. I love that. That's why we started this podcast. All right. It's high time that we get to this interview. For our new friends, you're going to hear a short bio, the who, what, when, where, why of Jason Crabb. I tried to keep it to three minutes. It didn't work. Then we're going to go straight into the interview. You're about to hear some of his new EP, Just As I Am, which came out mid-year. And you'll also hear some tracks from his new Christmas EP, which we love, called Home for Christmas. All right. Here's a short bio. Then we'll get right into this interview. Trying to wrap up the life and career of Jason Crabb is nearly impossible in just three minutes. So whether you know him as a lead vocalist of the Grammy-nominated band of the Crabb family, you may recognise his work with Gaither and Friends or the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir, or maybe you've actually seen Jason promote his solo work on Fox and Friends. In any case, Jason's body of work is exceptional and spans over two decades. And we're going to try and give this three-minute wrap-up a shot. Let's see how we go. Growing up in Beaver Dam, Kentucky, Jason Crabb is the oldest of five siblings. Now, under the guidance of their parents, they soon formed the Crabb Family Band in 95, a southern gospel band that would soon take over airwaves and hearts in the South. Now, over the years, they have released 19 albums and five compilations. They also have had 16 number one songs on the radio, which is no small feat. Now, the Crab Family Band's first album, Still Holding On, came out in 96 on Zion Records, and their most successful record followed a decade later with Blur the Lines, which garnered them a number seven position on the charts and a nomination for Inspirational Album of the Year at the Dove Awards. Through all this and a myriad of releases, the Crab Family toured extensively. They had eight appearances on Gather Homecoming, formed at the Grand Old Opry, and worked with the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir. The band also picked up more double awards and nominations than I can possibly count. And did I mention they received three Grammy nominations in as many years along the way, all for Best Southern Country or Bluegrass Album? Now, on a personal note, Jason was also married in 1998 to Shelley, and they have two daughters. Things were going well with the family band, but in 2007, they decided to part ways amicably so each could pursue their own solo projects. But even before this point, people were paying attention to the soulful vocals of Jason. In the year 2000, he was actually awarded the Favourite Young Artist Award at the 2000 Singing News Fan Awards. He also received Male Vocalist of the Year at the 2004 Harmony Honours and SGN Music Awards. What a mouthful, but we got there. Now, Jason signed as a solo artist in 2008 to Spring Hill Music Group, and his self-titled record dropped in June of 2009. It made the Billboard 200 and picked at number two on the Christian charts, proving that people still loved his work just as much as when he went solo. Now, this album actually picked up Jason his first Grammy Award in 2010 for Best Southern Country or Bluegrass Album. This is a category the Crab family had actually missed taking years prior and was a full circle moment. Unsurprisingly, this self-titled debut was also nominated for a Dove Inspirational Album of the Year Award. And while it didn't win, it did give Jason the traction he needed for his follow-up record, 2011's Christmas Album, because it's Christmas. It sounds delightful, doesn't it? And extra delightfully, the Crab family actually came back together for this album and a tour. Jason's success continued to rise in Southern Baptist and Evangelical Christian music circles. He had appearances on the Hallmark Channel and on Fox News Channel. In 2012, he also went on Christmas tour with none other than Sandy Patty. 
mind blown. Now come 2013 and Jason's third solo record saw him work with Rascal Flatts' Jay Marcus, who produced the album named Love Is Stronger. This was done alongside a Cash and Wayne Hon. Now this album reached number eight on the Christian charts and featured a duet with Kerry Job. In 2015, the Crab family reunited, yay, to celebrate 20 years in Christian music. Imagine that. And they completed a sold out tour. While that was happening, Jason was still working on his solo stuff. And that same year, 2015, he released his first solo studio record, Whatever the Road. It earned him a Grammy nomination for Best Contemporary Christian Album, which is pretty cool considering he moved out of the bluegrass roots era. Yet in 2019, his next album, Unexpected, would actually earn him a Grammy for Best Roots Gospel Album, showing that this man knows how to cross genres and parts of the Christian music industry, creating paths other artists have been unable to forge. Now the Crab family reunited in 2020 for another album, Album 19. It's titled 2020 and Jason produced it himself. That brings us to 2021. In a year where music is re-emerging and artists are adjusting to life back on the road after spending last year in isolation due to COVID, change has also come for Jason. Now he signed to the label Red Street Records, which was actually started by his good friend Jay Marcus of Rascal Flats, and he worked on a previous record with him. His first release on the label is the EP Just As I Am, a faith-stirring, homely and edifying collection of songs that show that after all these years, Jason is still determined to remain rooted in God, his word, and his identity as a father, husband, son, and brother. This record came out mid-year, but not one to miss out on celebrating Christmas. Jason just dropped his Christmas EP, Home for Christmas, and it's just in time for your American Thanksgiving celebrations. And Canadian, that's a thing, right? I spoke to Jason about what it actually looked like to have quality time at home when you tour so extensively. We talked about the premise of his EP, Just As I Am, and he told me where to get the best hot chicken in Nashville. No surprises for where that is. Jason is an absolute legend, friends, and so much fun. Meet this Christian music industry icon and new member of the family. This is Jason Crabb. People know probably a lot about you and have heard your music, but in your own words, when you go home at the end of the day, who is Jason Crabb? <laughs> Ooh, well, I'm going to tell you, it's so funny with artists, it's kind of crazy. Um, you have to wear a couple of hats, you know. Um, right now, I have three hats that I have to put on. Uh, one is the artist ministry side, you know, out on the road. Uh, the other hat is uh, groundskeeper, uh, housekeeper, uh, taking care of the dogs, uh, feeding, you know, uh, changing the cat litter, that kind of thing. And then I put on another hat and I have to be husband and dad. And, um, so it's a lot of fun. I, I wouldn't trade it for nothing in the world. I love my life. I'm so thankful that God has blessed me with an incredible woman. Uh, she is an incredible woman. Uh, her name is Shelly. And then we have two daughters, uh, Ashley and Emily, where we call her Emma. Uh, but they're gorgeous. Uh, my oldest just went to uh, Lee University. And, yeah, so I've got one in college, which right now I'm about to fall out of my chair just saying that. Yes. <laughs> this, this just was just, what? 
I just said I have a child in college. I, I just it just blows my mind. And then I have one that is a uh, a sophomore in high school, and so you know, when I come home, there's a lot to be doing. Yeah. Oh, how cool! Your daughters sound incredible and incredibly brave. I love that. And you're doing a great job as a father, <laughs> letting them go. Do what? What you say? Oh, you're doing a great job as a father, letting them go. <laughs> I know, right? So my my oldest, she got a scholarship uh, to be a part of the Voices of Lee. So she is in a a band. Uh, it's an acapella group, and um, actually, it's one of the elite things there at Lee University. So I'm I'm very proud of her. Oh, I love that. We could spend the whole time just bragging about your daughters. That would be fine. You know, but I'll yes, we could. yes, we could. <laughs> Trying to figure out what it means to be human Flesh and bone, the spirit and the soul If I cannot earn your love by trying to measure up Why do I think I'd lose it in the lows? Somehow you see through my heart And you welcome Just as I am In the good and the bad You still understand And you never stop loving me Just as I am With the heart of the Father And grace like no other You never stop loving me Just as I am <laughs> um, You're... Upcoming EP is Just As I Am. Um, Now, I was listening to it on my drive to the office, and I don't want to say it's beautiful because it seemed to take away the power of it, but I I really – there was so much depth to what you were singing and to your voice and the heart behind the lyrics. So thank you for that. Um, Yes, it was beautiful. It it, it reminded me – it reminded me of some of the music that oh that I listened to some of it growing up, but it made me feel really safe. Safe. Yes, and that's and that's really important for me. It made me feel safe and reminded me of God's power, um, and that's what I need right now. So thank you. Um, can you tell me? Well, one, this is your first official release on Red Street Records. Right. So what does that mean for you? So let's, let's take a journey back just a little bit. Uh, Jay DeMarcus from the Rascal Flats, a lot of people know him from the country uh, group, the Rascal Flats, started a label, but he and I had been friends uh, while he was still on the road with them and touring and doing that. Uh, he had done a couple of things. Uh, we, we had done a couple of things together on different records, but when he came off the road and started the, the label, um, I don't say he came off the road and started the label. Actually, he started a Christian label, and then they you know kind of retired. But 
uh, he said that he wanted to give back to where he got his start from because he started with a group called East and West. Uh, actually, he was with the um, the Lee's, uh, at Lee University. Oh, wow. Where my daughter is going to college. And uh, Danny, which is my daughter's professor, teacher, was his. And so it's the craziest thing. Um, but we had been friends for a minute. And um, when he started this label, I was like, I have to be there. He gets me. My family even says it. My, my family that I grew up singing with says he brings out of you naturally what you do live more than anybody else that you've been with. And so, you know, my wife, I got ready to do a record and, and my wife, she goes, look, he, you don't need to let anybody else produce it but him. And I called Jay and I said, I told him that. Then he said, well, I guess we're going to have to do your record then, aren't we? And, um, and that, that was during a time when he did it because he enjoyed it and wanted to. It wasn't because uh, it was going to, I mean, be very beneficial for him, <laughs> you know, as far as a big budget. But um, it was just the music side. And so to be on this label is, is phenomenal. Um, the other side is Jay and I are very compatible when it comes to the message that we want to get out the message that I'm very passionate about. He sees that. And that is the hope and the love and the strength, the safety. Like you said, it's a safe thing, you know, of Jesus Christ. And more than ever in life, we have to have that message. And I think that's what this record does. Um, This EP does. Um, the song before was written before the pandemic hit. Oh, wow. We wrote that song before. Jay and I uh, were a part of writing that before the pandemic hit. I remember calling him and going, do you know, do you remember the song we wrote? Just a few months back, listen to the lyric of this. And I, mm-hmm. I sent him the demo. And I said, man, we need to be recording this right now. And... Um, so we had some other things written, had some other things we listened to. And so while everybody is down, uh, everything shut down, we decide, okay, <laughs> let's go start recording. Let's go do some songs for people that are hurting, that are going through a hard time, or that are questioning what's going on. What am I to do? You know, there's a song on there called Send Me, and which is just kind of one of those hand raisers, like, okay, God, if you got something to be done, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the dude. I want, I want to be the one that, that you call on. Um, you know, and then, you know, there's a, a song about being pulled out of the fire, you know, of the, the hurt and the pain and the suffering and scars of life and everything that's going on. You're a friend in the fire, you know, and so... Uh, this is this is exactly what we wanted to. Well, you can feel it. You can feel where we were recording this, when we were, we were recording it, and when we were writing and looking for songs. This record was birthed out of that 2020 pandemic time, and some of us are still, lit, you know, 
Mm-hmm. We're still in the middle of some of it, you know. Yeah. So, hey, we're coming out of it though. In oh yes, we get it. In yeah. Name so, of Jesus. Oh yes, I am so hopeful that I'll get over to the U.S. next year. I'm just, yeah, hanging in there for it. Hey. I'll take you up. Uh, we'll, we'll take you to Hattie B's or something. Get you some hot chicken. Sure. Who am I to say no to that? <laughs> ain't nothing like some Nashville hot chicken. It's so true. You can get bitter from the flames. You can get hurt. You can get worn out and lost because you got burned. When you see the hand of God reaching through the fire He can raise you from the ashes And make you new again Forge me in the flames, bend my desires You my will, refine me in the fire Whatever it takes to take me higher You've never forsaken Hey, are you a creator? Do you like creating fancy slideshows for church? Or maybe you're a videographer, a podcaster like me. Maybe you just love creating things and you need amazing stock music or videos to fill the needs. That is where Soundstripe comes in. The team at Soundstripe are world-class musicians who have hired world-class musicians to create stock music without all the loopholes of licensing. Simply subscribe and you can select what track you want and license it as many times as you want. It's a great way to support artists and create world-class content. We love our friends at Soundstripe. We have been partnered with them since the first episode of Between You and Me, and we are so grateful for their support. If you would like to use their content or check them out, go right now to soundstripe.com and use the code UMEPOD at checkout for 10% off. That is the code UMEPOD at the checkout, and you will get 10% off. You're welcome. Hey, it's me again. Big surprise, I know. But you know what I love? Nearly equally as much as good music. I love a good band tea. And I love a good nostalgic band tea, which is why I'm a big fan of the Between You and Me web store. If you head there right now, you will actually find that we have throwbacks to some of the most iconic Christian musicians and plenty of ammunition for the next catch up with the friends you survived Christian college with or who also survived being a PK with. Go check out our t-shirts, our hoodies, our masks, because that's a thing in 2020, and even our phone covers or notebooks. We would love you to take home a piece of Between You and Me and remember wherever you go that you belong here, that you are a part of a family of misfits and worshippers and questioners and people who apparently like nostalgia. Go and check it out now at our website, betweenyouandmepod.com, and hit the shop button. How has your faith being challenged or deepened maybe through this last year as we've faced global adversity as well as personal struggles? So here's something that I'll, I'll share with you now. Some people might not be able to grasp a hold of this in the light that um, they might think different of the way that I was thinking during this time. 
But during the pandemic, when everything hit, every date that I had from March to the rest of the year canceled. Wow. As did for mm-hmm. everybody in the music industry. Yeah. It canceled. Churches were shutting down, closing the doors. Um, but then there was a time when things started kind of picking back up a little bit. So, and around this time of the year, last year, in, in 2020, things started kind of opening up a little bit. Churches started reopening. Um, but they were having a hard time reopening because mm-hmm. they didn't know how to. Mm-hmm. They didn't know what to do. They didn't know what to how to open the doors. Where the you know, and, and people were maybe a little nervous about coming. And, and pastors, we saw it like, okay, let us go out and help churches and theaters and places reopen without putting the pressure of I'm going to jump in my bus. I'm going to bring my band. I'm going to bring sound. I'm going to bring all of this. Financially, we didn't want to put that struggle or pressure on them. We just wanted to give them the opportunity to have an event, a good night out. And so I just jumped in my truck with my guitar and said, I'm coming to your church. And that was pretty much, and we did about a hundred, uh, about 165 dates just like that. Oh and that was last time. Now I've done a lot more dates since then, probably since September, we've probably done 190 some dates. And you won't find anybody, I promise you, that can say they've done that many dates um, in this town or any, anywhere else. But it was just, God gave us this thing where we go, okay, how do we help people relaunch and reopen doors? How do we do that? Mm-hmm. How can we be an assistance without being pressure, yeah. but being a blessing? And so we did that. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. How do you balance touring, especially when we're back to normal, whatever that is, how do you balance touring with family life, given like that you've been doing this for quite a few years now? So how does that balance work for you? Well, sometimes it works really nice. Sometimes things just don't always work out. You know, things are not always exactly the way that, Sometimes they feel like they should be, but you do the best you possibly can. And one guy told me one time, he said, he had been in music for a while, and I was just getting married, and um, or actually recently married, and I said, what do I do? And he said, he said, here's the thing that I live by. He said, it's not always the quantity of time that you spend with someone, it's the quality of the time when you get to spend it with them. And so a person can be at home seven days a week, but only home for a couple of hours or maybe an hour. So when I'm home, I'm home two or three days or maybe even four, but I'm fully there. You know what I mean? So when I'm on the road, I'm gone. But when I'm at home, I'm really there. So, which actually, I think I get to spend more time uh, than a lot of people do that have just, you know, you know, the, the go off to work and then come home that night. You know what I mean? A lot of times I get to spend more time 
if you was to add it up. You know, so I'm very blessed. And we try to really balance that out. You got a good team that look out for you. I've got a great manager. Um, you know, and everybody is very cautious and, and um, I guess what would be the word respective yeah. of of that time. You yeah. know, and so we put it off, we put it off. already seen my mess you've already chosen mercy you've already known my failure you've already shown me grace you see all the shame that's hidden within me still you love me anyway still you love me anyway i'm coming with a heart wide open no matter how scarred i I get that absolutely yeah I um I'm just trying to imagine that balance and no and knowing how valuable any time is um and I know that even people who do nine to five you can still bring work home with you so the fact that you and your wife are in a spot where you can still do that and you're both released in your respective ministries and then come together and do your family ministry that's really beautiful I love that yeah. Well, the funny thing is with my wife, my wife, to offset the time that I'm gone and my babies are, are, were off to school, which they really are now, um, she went in and became a cosmetologist. And so she has a little place in, uh, in our hometown in Hendersonville where she goes and works. Well, now when I'm home, she's like, well, I had to get somebody in. I had to get somebody in. So I have to go up there and sit while she does everybody else's hair to spend time with her. So she's the one that I have to work on her schedule, not mine. That's the best. I like your wife. <laughs> she's one of the best here in, in, in this town, really, on color. She's just, she's people are really, she's really picking up. And um, it's just amazing people that, people that are coming in from all over just uh, to get her to do her gift is the color. That's her. That's her gift. That. But anyways, she's a cool girl. She's awesome. I love that, um, and I love how in the last twenty minutes, I've probably ten of them have been about your family, and I've really enjoyed that. <laughs> well, you know what? Family is, you know, it's God family and and uh, uh, the ministry or, or yeah. occupation, um, but. I'm really blessed. I really am. I mean, I, I am really, really, really blessed. So thankful that I have these two girls. They're absolutely amazing. My, my girls, they challenge me uh, all the time, you know, and I'm just so proud of their stand that they, they take for the Lord. It's just, it's amazing. And they got an incredible mama. Now, their mama, she grew up a little Baptist girl. Now, I don't know... So she's a Blue Baptist girl. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a Pentecostal church, Ooh. which is a Pentecostal church where they 
you know, they'll throw oil on you, you know, and stuff. And, and we'd have late night church services, you know. We had a good time. I mean, I'm talking about, wouldn't trade my upbringing for nothing in the world. But we're a good couple uh, because, you know, it's funny. My wife is a praying woman. My grandmother had her a little, what they call a morning oil. And I brought it back from the Holy Lands, and I brought it back from Israel to give to her and gave it to her. And so my grandmother, she loved that oil. And when she passed away, they gave it back to me. And so I have it. And I'm, my youngest, or actually my oldest daughter, was going through a situation. And, uh, of course, I ain't going to say anything that had to do with anything about boys. <laughs> And so anyways, my my wife, she just goes and grabs that grandmother's oil and starts praying over everything in the room and says, if this is, you know, if this is not right, Lord, you be here. You know, and people people think, well, that's kind of, no, it's, it's just, it isn't anything except God, I'm in business. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> the next day, that situation resolved itself. That's Oh. Yeah. My wife is a praying woman. She just mm-hmm. goes after it. She's Amazing. powerful. Oh, I love that. So good. Um, they are my set questions. I have popcorn questions for you. But popcorn questions? Yes. Have, but is there anything you wanted to talk about that I have missed or haven't asked? Okay. So, do you like Christmas music? <laughs> do I like Christmas music? Yes, I do. Yes. Okay. So, I have some Christmas. I have a... I have a Christmas album that I'm working mm-hmm. on that that parts of it will be coming out this year. Great. I'm telling you, listen, out of all the things that I've ever done in my whole life, I'm more excited about this piece of music than I've ever been about anything. So you're going to have to check this out yeah, when I the will. Christmas music starts, you know, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, mm-hmm. starts coming out. You'll have to give it a check out. I will. Uh, and I'll make sure that we promote it on the podcast socials. I love Christmas. I start watching Christmas movies from about now. So I'm now. on board with this. Yeah. Yes. Now. <laughs> Home alone. Oh, so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Snowfall or a cabin out in Colorado. I don't need a perfect beachside a hundred miles away. As long as there's not King playing low, a fireplace burning into mistletoe. I got all I need, no place I'd rather be. There's something Christmas without you in it It's not the lights Or the gifts around the tree There's only one thing That's on my wish list It's being home Being home for Christmas Questions. 
questions oh, yeah sorry questions that i'm curious about maybe a fan would ask you on the street or that i had nowhere else to place them we'll see how we go okay, okay. if you could record a record in any genre that you haven't yet covered what would it be and why um country yeah um i grew up in i I grew up in the country and so i think there's there's some boots that i have that i would like to just just put on you know put a little western hat on you know what i'm saying yes i imagine a cover yeah and some bibs Let's roll. You know yeah. what I mean? Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, number two, what has been your funniest moments on stage? Well, I hope this is okay to tell. Um, I, Danny Gokey yeah. was at my brother's church when he was having a revival and, and Danny was up there singing and they were do- – they were doing this revival music, you know, and my brother motions for me to come up. So I'll never forget, I had these white pants on. And soon as I stepped up, instead of using the stairs, I just took a big step up on the stage. And when I did, I ripped, not just like the backside, but I'm talking about the whole. Yep. You'll so just, for revival. I mean, completely open just from almost my knee you know you know what I mean I'm so So, sorry yeah I don't even know what to call it like in a decent way I I Um, don't know either but but that's amazing and terrible I'm so sorry (laughs) yeah me too so I grabbed a hold of my shirt and just kind of pulled down I said hey I'd love to sing with y'all but I'm going (laughs) and uh, it was so funny you know um yeah. But that was a pretty, that was a pretty uh, funny moment for sure. That's very impressive. Just go all in. Why not? It makes sense to me. <laughs> okay, my last question for you. If you could go back to the day before you released your very first record, what would you say to yourself knowing what you know now? <laughs> I don't know if I can answer this question or not. Okay, so here's the thing. This is a little deep. Maybe not maybe not too deep, but it's a little bit. When I when I released my first solo record, um, I had just came from the family. So the Crab family, uh, which was very dear. I traveled with my family. I love my siblings so very much. It is it, it is the foundation of my music career, period. It's the, where I learned how to uh, learned about buses. I learned how to grease them. I learned how to drive them. I, when I was 17 years old, I was driving a bus down the road, setting up the music equipment. Uh, you know, running the product table, what it took to order and, and grasp a hold of. So I learned the business of music out on the road. When I would come home, I'd have to grease the bus. I'd have to call radio stations. I would call 327 radio stations and go, hey, how's our song doing? How's things going? I would fax those radio stations. So I learned so much about music during that time and what it took 
to to go after. So I, I love that part. But the thing that I think I would do different was when I left. I don't want to say left when the family came off the road. My record that I did, my first solo record, I played it safe. Instead of completely going at what I felt like I should have went after, uh, you know, in CCM music, I played half of it towards this and half of it towards that. And I think the record, I, I think record company was nervous about don't let the people that have followed you for years feel like you're alienating them. Let them kind of gradually come along. And the problem was, is the industry people in CCM Music always viewed me as this instead of just a clean cut and going, this is his solo career. I kind of held on a little bit. Not saying that I didn't like what I was doing or I wanted to, but sonically, I should have went there. And I think I I was nervous because I knew too much of the business. I knew what it took to make it happen because I'd been from ground ground zero to the, the finishing of the family. Matter of fact, I even bought all of the Crab Family Masters when I came mm-hmm. off the road, that was my first purchase. Yeah. And so I still had that history and still do. Um, so I knew what business was. I knew that side of it. And I was going, wait a minute, I need to, I need to do this right. And so instead of going, you go with your heart, go with the music that you want to go after and do it wholeheartedly. Yeah. And see, that's the thing that, Red Street said, Jay told me, he goes, what do you want to do? First thing, I said, this is what, this has been my dream to do CCM music, even when I was with the family, but I felt obligated. Um, And then I felt like I had to just gradually bring people along, which, but he goes, if you're going to do it, do it. If you're going to, if you're going to do it,
I love to laugh and I don't know if you can hear accents through laughter but I feel like I've got a distinctly Australian laugh it's just very loud and obscure and uh, I think like the only reason I get away with it in interviews is because I'm Australian but I laughed so much in my interview with Jason he was such a cool guy I knew I was part of a media cycle for him I needed to respect his time and his space and his boundaries uh, but he spoke to me like a friend and there's not more I could ask for than that. So thank you, Jason. You can go and pick up Jason's EPs. There are two. The first one, Just As I Am, is out now. The second one, his Christmas EP, Home for Christmas, is also out. You heard tracks from both those EPs. Go and get them at all good music outlets now. While you're at it, you can go and connect with Jason. He is at, on Instagram, at Jason Crab Music. That is crab with two Bs. And you can also find him online at jasoncrabofficial.com. Thank you for joining me for this Christmas tangenty episode. Is that a word, tangenty? I should know this because I am a journalist. It's not. We're making it a word. So on this episode, um, thanks for joining me where we talked about Christmas and life on the road and as Jason Crab, like mind blown. How did this even happen? Um, next week, we are back with another Christmas adjacent episode. That's a better word, adjacent. And this episode is with our good friend, Stephen McWhorter, who we talked to in 2019. And he actually collaborated with the incredible Jason Claiborne to release a new album and some new Christmas tracks. It's incredible. So you've got someone who's really steeped in worship culture and someone who knows and is like at the heartbeat of gospel culture and like the industries merging. It's incredible. I love speaking to Stephen again. Jason was awesome. You need to make sure that you subscribe and follow us on your favorite podcast platform so you get that as soon as it drops next week. And while you're there, please give us a rating. It helps people to find us, which really, really, literally really helps. Uh, so now there seems to be so many between you and me's going around. I don't know, but thank you for listening to this one. I appreciate it. That's all I have for you this week. I will see you next week with another incredible episode and conversation. My name is Jessica Morris. Here's to hope.
presents and wishes and family traditions and stocking up more souvenirs for this year I'll pray grace that won't fade a gift I know won't ever go away was born in a manger yeah the love of a savior came from heaven down to earth Yeah, this joy is contagious Now I want everyone to know This hope Doesn't need trees or bows Sinking deep in your soul So beautiful and something we can't hold Just